Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most artistic, athletic, tenacious, basically unique and interesting people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Welcome to season three. As we continue to seek out some of the most unforgettable humans, some of the most memorable stories, in the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries and will continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And we can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. We have a brilliant, brilliant episode for you today with something different as we feature an amazing person and a true saint of a human Kaylee from the Crazy Tales Cat Sanctuary in Belize joins the show. I firmly believe that those who help others with no expectation of receiving anything are my most cherished people in humanity. And that extends also to people who care for animals. When it comes to having compassion and empathy, there's two quotes I often think of. First by Anne Frank, no one has ever become poor by giving. And the second by Emily Dickinson when she wrote, this is my letter to the world that never wrote to me. And of the two, the latter really has always stuck with me. And on today's episode, we have someone who's the epitome of writing a letter to the world. And that letter is compassionate and is filled with empathy. And we're honored to have her on our show. Kaylee founded Crazy Tales Cat Sanctuary in Belize, the only cat sanctuary in Belize. On today's episode, you'll hear the interesting story of how the South African first landed in Belize and how it was her work through the Humane Society that ignited her mission to form a sanctuary. Kaylee also shares the tremendous growth the sanctuary has, and you won't believe how many cats currently call Crazy Tales Cat Sanctuary their home. This conversation has really stayed with me, and I've been blown away by the work that Kaylee and her sanctuary are doing to help cats, kittens, and the feline population. She's brilliant, and you are going to love her. So let's go and bring on Kaylee from the Crazy Tales Cat Sanctuary, and let's learn. I do not own a cat, but I look at cat videos every day. You're one of those. <laughs> I'm destined to own a cat, but I just, yeah. uh, I've never had one, but I'm fascinated by them. And I'm they are very spectacular creatures. I love what you're doing. So excited to chat. Thank you. Kaylee, first of all, you have an amazing cat sanctuary in Belize, which is from South Africa. So how was it that you first found yourself in Belize? Um, so I've come from quite a big traveling family. My mom is South African and my dad is British. So when things started getting really bad in South Africa, my family wanted out. They wanted to give me and my brother a bit of future. So we emigrated to the Republic of Ireland. After living there for four years, we realized it wasn't really for us. It was a very small country. We lived in a little village. Um, so we then emigrated to London. Um, we were there for eight, nine years, and it was lovely. It was great. But the rat race gets tiring pretty quickly. Um, my parents were looking to retire. They were looking at a lot of Spanish-speaking countries, but they really wanted me and my brother to move with them. With us still being young, them being ready to retire, we still had to consider work. So we didn't want to move somewhere where we couldn't work and couldn't have the native language. So my brother went to Costa Rica for 10 weeks, did a natural conservation holiday. He spent 10 weeks in the jungle and he fell in love with Central America. When he got back, it was just Central America, Central America. So my parents started widening their searches of countries to retire to. And Belize came up on the search engine and it ticked every box for us. Um, growing up in South Africa, Belize is a lot more like home. So when we got here, it was, it was quite welcoming. 
And yeah, it's like our little paradise. You started fostering and it led to this sanctuary. So tell me about the story about how you first came to foster and then what happened next? Um, So after moving here, um, after spending some time on the streets and in the back villages, I realized how bad animals had it in Belize. So I started volunteering for my local humane society and things were going great and I slowly started to notice there were so many cats out in the bushes and nobody really seemed to care. The whole of Belize just don't seem to see the cats are considered vermin. So I started fostering cats and it like happened very quickly. I got my first litter like 10 days later, I got my second litter. (laughs) And when I hit about seven cats, um, the Humane Society started saying you can't keep taking cats, we have limits and I understand as a humane society there is limitations but I don't really like being told no and I don't want to be the one that picks and chooses the fates of these cats so I had to find a way to do what I did without the limitations so the only way I could see going forward positively was to become an independent sanctuary. So at the time I was sharing a house with my brother and I hit 15 cats and he was like, way, like, I can't live like this. Because it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of destruction. So I started looking at moving out. So I've thankfully been really smart and saved all my money my whole life in hope to eventually be able to be a homeowner. So I put all my savings together and I managed to build a small house and turn it into a cat sanctuary. So it was quite nice because the whole way through building and designing my house, I knew I wanted it to be a sanctuary. So I raised, like built a wooden cabin and raised it so I could have a lot more space. I built a garden area. So it was quite nice because everything was done with the intentions of it being a functional running home and sanctuary. That's incredible. What is the process of you acquiring the cats? Are they going to be just local from Belize? Um, You're just from Belize. There's more than enough cats in Belize. Um, So I am the only cat sanctuary in Belize. There are a few other of the humane societies that rescue cats, but they have very limited foster homes, so they don't take them in many quantities. So I get messages, calls from all over Belize with people who have found stray cats on the street, people who have neighbours who abuse their animals. So all the calls get to me and then I pick and choose financially who I can help. Um, I like to try and find other foster homes. So a lot of the time, if I'm getting a cat that's not really from my district, I try and ask people to spend a few days on social media trying to find other alternatives. If there's no alternatives, then I'll normally take them. I try and prioritise on the newborn babies, pregnant mothers, the ones that have no chance alone on the streets. If there's a feral colony, they've been on the streets, they've been surviving. So my only goal there is to spay and neuter them. But a small little kitten on a busy main road, that's just going to end in disaster. So those are the ones that I take in a lot. Um, Where I've been open for a little while now, a few people know where I am. So a lot of the time I have people just turning up at my gate with kittens and boxes of cats and it's never ending. Yeah. So what are some of the biggest challenges that come with having so many unique animals in one location? I'm quite lucky um, where I've, my cats are so used to fosters coming and going. My cats are all extremely social. So thankfully I don't deal with any territorial issues. My cats don't fight or anything. But I think just my biggest issue is trying to, divide myself between all of the cats I have. 
Obviously, they all need attention. They all need love. Uh, A lot of the time when they come to me, they're in very, very poor conditions. So they require a lot of attention to be nursed back to health. So sometimes I just find I struggle to share my time nicely between everybody. Um, But I'm always trying to find solutions to my problems. Like I said, I don't like the word no. So I've started getting volunteers to come in and just help me spend a little bit more time with my cats, just give them a little bit more playtime, a little bit more interaction. Things like worming days, spectacular in my house. So when it comes down to like medicating, having this sheer amount of cats is very challenging. Do you even get a great night's sleep? It's probably noisy and probably also just busy in your house. Uh, it is very busy. Um, thankfully, I've always been one that doesn't survive, um, that survives very well with little sleep. So I have a lot of broken sleep. Um, when I have newborn babies, they need feeding every two to three hours. So with that, I have a lot of broken sleep. Um, whenever I get up throughout the night, I've always got like a sick kitten here and there. So I've always got to get up and just make sure they're doing all good. So now I don't get a decent night's sleep. Then comes uh, a lot of worrying with how to pay tomorrow's bills and keeping everybody alive and yeah bed turns into playtime they are nocturnal creatures but i'm doing quite well at like teaching them that downstairs you can play upstairs is sleep time i have a few very lazy cats so as soon as they're aware it's bedtime they're not planning on moving till the morning but we we adjust to the life that we're given your cat joins the sanctuary is it a permanent stay or are you looking to have them adopted Um, So I have a few permanent residents. Um, I call them foster fails. They're just ones that I've bonded with greatly that I wouldn't want a home. I've always said that if the right opportunity comes up for one of my own personal cats that I would rehome them. My focus is the best interest of the cats, not myself. Um, Nobody's ever tested this theory until recently. So my first foster cat, the cat that started my sanctuary, is called Moose. Recently, somebody visiting from the States came to visit my sanctuary and completely fell in love with my baby. So I've always said I would let them go. So I will rehome him because it's the perfect opportunity for him. But the main goal is they come to me, I get them healthy enough, I spay and neuter them. Once they've spayed and neutered, then I try and find them homes. So 98% of the cats in my house are up for adoption. It can be worldwide. It can be literally from anyone from a different country. So recently I have been lucky enough to get a few cats to the likes of America and Canada, which has been absolutely fantastic. The adoption policies and the flights isn't actually that difficult at all. They need a rabies vaccination 10 days before their flight, um, a health certificate from the vet just stating they're healthy. And then it's just finding out from your airline that they can accommodate a cat because they're hand luggage. And then it's just between one to 200 US for a flight. Sometimes in-state adoptions come to a lot more money than that. And it's quite nice. You get the opportunity to give a Belizean street cat a, a loving home. Do you know why it is such a problem in Belize? And how does it compare to other countries as far as just feral cats? Um, so we'll put it with something like South Africa, because obviously that's a developing country as well. Um, you do see with poverty comes with a great level of neglect and abuse, especially for the animals. So for an animal in Belize, it is extremely hard. The dogs and cats have it so rough. The dogs, there's a lot of people out there that are searching for them, that are trying to find homes and help them. The cats seem to be seen as vermin a lot of the time. I don't know if it's just because they're not very educated on these creatures, but their only purpose is they're good to catch rats and mice. Other than that, people don't really want them in their homes. They don't really want interactions with them. 
obviously there are there the exceptions of them Belizeans that do love cats and they keep them in their homes and they are great cat owners but a lot of people don't like cats and um, because they're feared they're then chased into the bushes so when you walk down the street you'll see seven or eight stray dogs in quite poor conditions but you don't see the cats unless you're looking for them because they've been taught to hide in the bushes away from us so many benefits of your sanctuary and it's such an amazing thing that you're doing in what ways can people support and help out with the sanctuary um, there's there's quite quite a few ways um one of the things i've started recently doing is getting volunteers so when people are traveling to belize or just people living in belize um three days a week i ask for volunteers for two hours this just comes with one small cleaning task and then the rest of the time it's just socializing and playing with cats um i obviously my finance the bills are extremely high just for food and litter i do about two to three thousand billies a month then with my vet bills i can rack up anywhere to like one to six thousand dollars a month depending on how busy i am so i rely greatly on donations this can be done through paypal gofundme or i have an amazon wish list a lot of what i need i can't actually get in this country where cats aren't very popular. Nobody feels the need to import a lot of the stuff we need. So I'm very limited to cat food, very limited to cat litter, and sometimes the country will run out. So I rely on Amazon to get everything down to me quite a bit. Um, then word of mouth. The more people that know about my sanctuary, the more people that can help me. Um, my main finance comes in from two people at the moment, and it was just by chance that I met these two people. So I'm hoping that the more people that share my posts, the more people that will see it. And all it takes is the right person to see my posts to give me all the help that I need. So, and then the other one that I, I beg that people can help from all around the world is to just spay and neuter your pets. Mm. So the cat colonies out there, they, they can't help themselves. We have to help them. In a lot of other parts of the world, the humane societies can cover the funding for all of this. They just need the manpower. So to anybody who loves cats, there is so much you can do to help them. You've just got to contact your humane societies and find out what it is you can do. I know you have a, a strong sense of responsibility because you're the only cat sanctuary in the region. How is that emotionally, some of the challenges that you face knowing that you have it's this? Um, go ahead. so freaking challenging. <laughs> um, a lot of the time, my messages will follow with, Oh, I've picked up this cat on the way home. It had kittens. Now I've got to get rid of the cat. If you can't take it, my next option is to dump it. Yeah. So a lot of people, they don't mean it in a malicious way, but they're not very good with how they word things. So yes, a lot of the time I know and I feel that if I say no, that's the fate of the animal decided. If I say no, that's them sticking a tiny small kitten out in the bushes in the middle of nowhere where it's not going to survive. When it comes down to the neonates, if that kitten cannot fend for itself, it stands no chance of survival out there. And I know if I don't take them, nobody else is going to. So yeah, I have a lot more cats than I ever planned on having, than I ever wanted to have, because a lot of the times I don't like the alternative. I don't ever want to have to euthanize a healthy animal. It means I take in a lot more than I should. How about over the last 18 months, the lockdown, how did that affect the sanctuary it's been horrific um so i rely a lot on tourism um my parents airbnb rentals is on the same property as my sanctuary so their guests come and visit me a lot a lot of the tourists that find out about the place they come and visit and they're very generous they leave donations 
So losing tourism, I lost a big chunk of my income. The whole of the country is struggling financially themselves. If you don't have enough money to feed yourself, you're not going to worry about feeding your animals. So there has been so many animals dumped. When we started COVID, I was at 27 cats. And I was like, 30 is my max. That would be enough for me. We're now, like I said, 18 months into it. And I'm just under 100 cats. Oh my like goodness. Just under 100 cats. So it is, there's less and less people interested in them. And I think where there's fewer and fewer tourists coming, there's less money in the country. So there's less people caring about it. What have you learned from a life spent around such unique animals? How has that changed your outlook and philosophy on life? It's like living in a therapist. <laughs> this is like my happy place. No matter how bad the world gets, no matter how bad my day's getting, leave me at home for about two minutes and everything's back to normal again. I'm happy, I'm calm. They honestly bring so much happiness, so much tranquility to my life. Like it is a lot of work, it is a lot of stress. I don't get to have pretty shiny things around my house because they break a lot of things, but it is, it is perfection. I wouldn't change anything. Like I absolutely love what I do, but it is tiring to the fact that because this is in my home, I don't get a break often. Yeah. Leaving the house becomes very challenging. Things like vacations seem like a very, very distant part of my past. So it is hard. Just no, I wouldn't, wouldn't change it. And everybody says it to me as well, especially with all the colour and the garden and just how happy my cats are. It makes you happy. When I used to volunteer with the Humane Society, I used to do a little bit of work with the... Uh, the dog kennel they had at the time and when you used to go to the dog kennel you used to just be filled with sadness it was horrible mm. there was seven or eight dogs there they probably had about two hours of interaction a day and when you left you didn't leave feeling good about yourself you left feeling sad and I didn't want my sanctuary to be like that I didn't want them to be in cages I didn't want them to be ignored I wanted them to be loved and I wanted people that come to visit me to leave feeling happy and warm, not feeling bad about their lives and what's going on around them. So I made sure that when I was building this place that I filled it with as much love and happiness as I could. It's tremendous. I, I admire you so much for that. And I, yeah. I know that the, the cats are in great hands with you. I mean, I have a silly question, but in a room full of 100 cats, how many of them will follow a laser pointer if you have it? Most of them. So when it comes down to toy time, you don't really want one toy. You want a few extra bodies and a few toys. So I've got like vibrating little like cockroaches. And when you put them on the floor, they run. And you should see it like they hunt in packs. But it is spectacular in this house. Playtime is just wonderful. Oh, so I try and leave them a lot that they can stimulate themselves with. So I have a lot of things that like hang from the ceiling so they can hit them. And when like the wind blows, they all rustle and things. So they've got a lot of things to stimulate themselves. But I do it really, like, when they're looking a little bit bored, I'll get out the catnip, all the electronic toys, and it becomes a very fun hour in the house. With that many cats in one area, how do they work as a colony? Is there a leader? Do they go in packs? The, the um, I have a few, like, a few alpha males. Mm -hmm. um, but, no, there's not really, like, a pack or anything like that. You can tell the kittens are more playful. The older cats are more into, like, the grooming and the loving. Okay. But it's just, they just love to cuddle and sleep and play together. It's really nice. But it's when you see that these creatures are meant to be in groups. Cats do not like to be by themselves. Obviously, you get that occasional grumpy cat that doesn't want to socialize.
but cats, they live in colonies and it shows you that they accept and they make their own colonies and they do, they live well together. Because I get asked that by a lot of people, like, how can I have this many cats in my house and everybody gets along? But they do, they get along really well. I have a few dramatic cats that sometimes like to scream when somebody looks at them the wrong way, but I've never had any cat fights. I've never had like any injuries or anything. So I think, I don't know if maybe they can sense that they're safe here or sense that everybody just kind of has to get along to make it work. I'm not too sure. They do pick up from our emotions a lot. So I think the fact that my house is always calm and quiet helps greatly as well. I'm going to take a guess and say you probably never have enough empty boxes laying around. No. I do it every now and then. I'll go to one of the stores and I'll pick up boxes and I can literally fill, fill like my isolation unit with boxes like from the floor to the ceiling. And they love it. It is the one thing that I will give them where there's so many of them. They are grateful for literally anything regardless to what it is if it's new and it's for them they love it fantastic i've recently had some people like donating cat beds and things and you should see them with the cat beds it is so freaking cute they just they love it fantastic so how can people help out my uh facebook page and instagram they're all under crazy tales cat sanctuary um through there you can find my paypal links my amazon links and my gofundme links Um, I use my PayPal to cover just all of my general expenses. So my money is spent solely on these cats. Nothing goes towards the house. Nothing goes towards me or my living. I pay for my cat food, my cat litter, and my vet bills. Um, A lot of months, it doesn't come to what I've raised. So a lot of the time, I'm putting in for my own savings and for my own wages. But you just deal with what you have. Um, so it is a very expensive cost. So I'm always looking for extra funding. Um, my GoFundMe page I use solely for spays and neuters. So on top of spaying and neutering all of my own cats, um, I have a program where I offer assistance to families who can't afford to spay and neuter their own cats. So I ask them to pay a portion of the vet bill and then I pick up the other portion of the vet bill. So I rely a lot on funding for that. It is a very expensive process but it is one that is so worth it. So 15 months ago, I started my first clinic with the money that I'd raised through the sanctuary. When I first started with the sanctuary, I was still part of the Humane Society. So they used to help me a little bit with my space and news. Um, Since becoming completely solo, that is now my burden alone. So in 15 months, I've spayed and neutered 307 cats. Wow. So when you look at like what that has actually achieved, um, I rely a lot on money, so the more people that send me money, the, the more animals I can save. It's remarkable what you're mm-hmm. doing. You're a saint in so many ways. Will you talk about Belize for a second and tell people why they should visit and maybe a couple of recommendations for your area? Belize, it's just, it's beautiful, especially when you're coming from a biggie, bu- big, busy city. Belize just takes you back to admiring and enjoying the small things in life. So a lot of Belizean families, they don't live with very much, but they are the most humble and grateful people you can ever come across. They are friendly, social, so it's lovely. When you move here, you feel very welcomed, but the country itself is just spectacular. Um, How they protect their wildlife is a very big one. So no animals can be kept in captivity in Belize for tourism or for our entertainment. They can only be kept in captivity if they cannot be released into the wild. So they're normally used as educational ambassadors. So things like the zoos and all of your nature reserves are just out of this world. 
the beaches, the coast, it is just the perfect bit of heaven in every way you can imagine. So the white sand, the clear water, when you're swimming in the sea, you can see the fish swimming around your feet. So for that sense, it's just, it's lovely, but it's just, it's a slower pace of life. When you're so busy with work and living your life, you forget to stop and breathe. Belize reminds you to stop and breathe. There's beautiful ruins. So there's a lot of um, like Kalpesh, St. Antonage, huge, massive ruins that you can't even begin to fathom how they're even built. The cave systems they have in this country is out of the world. And because of health and safety, most other parts of the world, you'd never be allowed into these caves. You've got to like swim through rivers to get into them, like crawl through passageways. It is out of this world. So I would, I would recommend to most people to save up to come to Belize and go and check out the cave, caves, go and check out the ocean and go and look at the jungle. Check out the caves, check out the ocean and stop by your cat sanctuary. Yeah, gotta gotta come and see the cats. <laughs> Sign me up. I'd love to see the facility in the sanctuary and and you know be around a hundred cats. Maybe that'll yeah. make me want one more or less. Yeah, you know. just like come and lay on my floor for a little while, <laughs> and yeah, you'll definitely leave with one. Got to get my fix in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love what you're doing, Kaylee. I love what you're Thank doing. You. So much respect. It so much. Best wishes, and I hope we talk again. Right. But this was, this was so cool. So cool. All right. Great. Thank you. It was lovely chatting to you. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. A true marvel of a woman. And deeply appreciate the Crazy Tail Cat Sanctuary. As Kelly mentioned, it can be challenging to maintain the health and wellness of 100 cats. If you're so inclined to help out the sanctuary, please visit them on Facebook or on Instagram, where she also has an Amazon wish list, which will go directly to all the cats that she supports. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. <laughs>